I actually did Let see the gum. I did you know, see I, the gum in your mouth, though. I can see it. That's cool. No, please, Dad. Please take it out. Please. Yeah. I'm being really patient. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, you are very good. Very good. Yeah. I'm Nikki Bond, and my absentee rock and roll dad has just recently come back into my life. So now I have to try and teach him how to be a father because he has no clue. Okay, I'm going to come right out and say it. Welcome back to Whoa, Dad, Are We Okay? Because I'm really insecure about releasing this episode because our dynamic was very off and are you mad at me and I feel insecure and maybe I shouldn't even be doing this podcast anymore. Do you still want to be a part of my life? Are you mad at me? I don't understand what's going on and why you're acting so weird. This episode is really tough for me because my dad was very shut off and I was feeling very insecure in life in general. And between the two of us, it wasn't very smooth. Listening back and editing it, I was like, this is painful. I felt even shittier about our relationship and more paranoid if he even likes me. So this isn't one of my faves, but I'm going to put it out there because not everything is going to be perfect. And since this podcast is about documenting our relationship and the growth and me teaching him how to be a dad, there will be shitty times or conversations that I don't think are entertaining or times where I feel embarrassed about how awkward I am. And I need to still share it because this is a part of our story. It's a chapter in our lives. And... Our story is not a fucking fairy tale. So I guess you could say this episode is my cringer and was a huge challenge. Hi, Dad. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you doing? Uh, I'm okay, actually. You don't seem okay. Oh, I'm good. Okay. I feel good. Okay. I mean, my inner thing is is pretty uh stable right now your inner self yeah <clears throat> the thing between your brain and your ego and your sub ego and all that shit is just right now and then you know you're spiritual and and that's another thing and then you have the material plane that we got, got to deal with that causes all kinds of stuff which manifests physically you know like you know nervousness or um, yeah. So your inner being is good, but when you said your ego subconscious, is that good or that's not good? Uh, we're, we're, t we're, we're trying to dissect the elements of things on the ground that are a hundred feet deep and we're picking up the sand and look and analyzing the sand. You know what I'm saying? It's so superficial of what, of what we're, what's the question? Well, you said About you said mood? you said my inner self is good. I'm just trying to, and mm -hmm. then you said, but with the subconscious and the ego and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't know if you're saying that your inner self is good, but then like something else isn't good, or if you're just like, yeah, I'm good. My inner self is good. I'm calm. I feel good. Everything's in balance right now. Yeah. So uh, I'm okay. How are you? Um, I'm okay. I'm, I'm like really anxious for like a week. Right. That sucks. I don't, 
Yeah, it does suck. Like, I can't sleep. Yeah, not many people can right now. Like, even doing this with you today, I'm like, I feel annoyed. Like, I feel annoying to people. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I feel annoying. I feel, like, insecure to do this right now, even. Oh, okay. What? You want to meditate or something? <laughs> no. no, why the fuck would I want to meditate right now? You just asked me how I felt, and now you're like, oh, okay, do you want to meditate? Like, you asked me. Oh, you seem nervous. You know what I'm wearing? Oh, yeah. I remember that. Do you want to tell them what it is? It's a necklace I bought you on Lost Souls Boulevard in uh, Palm Beach in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. And what does it say? What does it say? It said he. It says he is my dad. Oh, that's cool. Wait, no. Do you remember why it says that? No, I don't. So it says that because I visited you in L.A. in 20... 2013, and we went to a restaurant. We went to that steakhouse. What, oh, yeah. The smokehouse. George Clooney owns it. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. It's across the street from uh, the studios, and mm -hmm. they use that all the time. The waiter thought that we were a couple. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Right. He was like, You guys are such a funny couple. And I was like, He's my dad. Oh. So then you made me a necklace that says, He's my dad. So when, that when I'm with you, People can know that you're my dad and not my boyfriend. Right. Dad, should we do this another day? Um, it's up to you. I mean, what, what? it's up to you. What do you want to do? You want to talk about, we usually talk about something or, you know. I know, but you don't I'm really pretty seem. pretty laid back today. You don't seem like you want to talk that much. It's not, I, it, it's not that I don't feel like talking. I can talk, um, but I didn't get much sleep last night. Oh, so why didn't you get much sleep? Partying. Oh my god! <laughs> Was it a Christmas party? No. Uh, yeah, I, I just didn't get much sleep. Like, like well, th three hours. Three hours. Yeah. I can't function on three hours. Exactly my point. Exactly. But I, I feel okay, you know. But I'm not like really brisk, and that's that's one of the. I feel good. But if I'm not a certain way, when you ask me to do these things, it's I feel like, okay, well, we can we could plan on it, but I don't know what kind of mood I'm going to be in. But if I'm too too much of a you know interesting enough, we could do it later. No, you're interesting, but it was just that I told you that a waiter said that we were a couple, and you said. Oh, where it's like that's actually like a big deal. Well, that, so that, that happened. Like, a, it, it happened a couple times. It happened a couple times. Yeah, yeah, it did. Actually, I didn't even notice it. You told me. Yeah, because then what happened was the waiter said, "You're such a funny couple," and I was like, "He's my dad." And then they came over because this restaurant they take photos of you. The woman came over to take the photo, and then you said. Nicole, get on my lap. And I was like, I can't get on your lap because I'm an adult and they'll still think that I'm your girlfriend. But you, because like, you were just like, but it's so innocent. Like, but no, you're, so I'm, you're just, it's not a big deal. I'm your dad. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> Did you see that octopus movie? Yeah. So I watched the octopus my teacher, the octopus, because you told me to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really liked it. Isn't it amazing? It's just an amazing animal. 
God. I mean, what's amazing is how it can change color so instantaneously. Do you think that an octopus could be an alien? The octopuses could definitely be alien because I, I, I there's a good possibility that there's a whole society of, of aliens underwater, right? You know, I've taken a really deep dive into this uh, alien stuff, right? Like a deep, deep dive into it. And uh, there's a lot of bullshit out there about it. But there are also some really interesting things about it. It's amazing what I've uncovered. Okay, tell me a couple of things that you've uncovered. I don't even know where to start with this, man. Everything that I'm about to say about this subject is controversial, right? So somebody's going to debunk it or whatever or judge it or whatever. I've found some... Uh, some documentaries on YouTube. There was one I found where in 2011 or 2001, everybody, all the high level brass that are retired came out in this big conference where they actually talked about their experience on base. Uh, they started appearing in 1947 after we bombed Japan. I mean, I can't, I can't go over all the stuff, but it's very convincing, right? But there's this dude named Bob Lazar. I, go to Netflix and do the Bob's, Bob Lazar thing. There's a show called the Bob Lazar documentary, and it's a very good documentary. It's kind of overproduced for my taste because I saw one that Bob Lazar did while he was about to leave Area 51, he was getting thrown out, but he actually made his own movie for the for the government. And that is really hard to find, but I found it. So basically, there's so many things that Bob Lazar said back in the 80s that was going on that they found out 20 years later or 30 years later, okay? There's an element called Element 115, and Bob Lazar was talking about it, but nobody knew what 115 was because it was so unstable and it would only appear for, I think, 250 milliseconds of a second. So it was very unstable. And this guy has been through hell. When he came out of a top secret program and was completely freaked out that he was going to be killed. What he did was he found out the schedule of when they were flying certain UFOs. And it wasn't on Area 51. It's, it was called another secret base called S-4. So what happened was he found out the schedule of when they were going to fly these things, right? And it was on a Wednesday because it was in the desert and it was the least amount of traffic. So he would bring his friends out there on Wednesday and show them, like, see what's going on, you know. So he got busted. What you need to see is that you, you need to actually hear generals, people that can be punished by the government because they're telling top secret shit. Yeah, and you, you, you did, you did uh, show me a lot of these. I'm not, I'm not discrediting you. I don't not believe you no. at all. I don't think you're crazy for thinking no, this. I believe in aliens. Yeah, yeah. But 
ask me some questions. So give me some direction because there's so much information in my brain. I didn't even know where to begin. Okay, 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 okay. Hey, Dad, are aliens real? Um, we don't. I don't know. Hundred percent. Is that what you would? Is that what you would say? You'd say you'd say that. Yep. Because I feel like you really believe that aliens are real. I'm surprised that you're not saying that. Because oh, that was a loud one. Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I'm I'm finding that 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 there's so many possibilities. We don't know anything, basically. You know, as a species, we we are very self-centered, and we are the center of the universe. So I can say this, that generals, heads of Air Force bases, have had missiles turned off, okay? Nuclear missiles turned off in the United States when a UFO is hovering over the base. That's documented through radar, all kinds of stuff. Then in Russia... They fought, they put it into launch mode for about 30 seconds, then they shut it down. And there are all kinds of documents coming out of the government now that shed so much more light how serious the United States took it. And we are way behind. What a shocker. Like, for instance, there was a uh, sighting over O'Hare Airport over the uh, one concourse. I think it was American or United. This thing hovered over that concourse for the longest time and then it just shot up. Everybody saw it. Once it shot up into the sky, it was an overcast day and it just blew this clear hole right through the clouds. But that's not even the, that's not even the beginning of it. Some really valid people have seen them and, and uh, they're always seen around nuclear facilities and nuclear missile sites. I have footage of a sphere circling a warhead that was launched, but it wasn't, it was a, a, a test flight. So it, it had the, a nuclear warhead, but no nuclear material in it. It was a test. This thing came onto the head of the rocket, lasered the top and the four sides spinning around while this thing is going very fast, like 11,000 miles an hour and it blew it up. And when they slowed the tape down, you can see it, right? It blew it up, blew it up. Yeah. Okay. So this was my question about aliens. Do you think that fish could like that eels are aliens? Are you saying that aliens could be in the water? Voice is creeping me out. Let's talk, talk normal. Please. For the love of God. I'm telling you, Dad. Stop talking. Like I am <laughs> telling you. On the episode where we redid the phone calls and I talked to my kid voice, you said the same thing. The voice is creeping me out. And you gave such good advice. I don't think that's going to work today, but I'll give it a shot. Okay. What, what, what do you want to know, honey? <laughs> don't call me honey. <laughs> Don't call me honey. Dads don't call their daughters honey. They call okay, their sweetie. They, they don't, don't call me sweetie. <laughs> you can call me sweetie. That's fine. As long as you don't call me sweetie, baby, we're good. I think that's okay. 
a kid wouldn't ask really good questions. And, and I'm not saying that as an adult, you would ask really good questions either. I don't think as an adult, I would ask good questions. I think that kids would actually ask better questions about fictional situations because their imagination is wilder than adults. As adults, we're, we are now jaded. We disbelieve things much easier. And kids are way more susceptible to believe anything. But at this point in time, like, yeah. let's say I'm 10. I believe in Santa still. I'm going to believe in aliens. I okay. believed in aliens. Okay. Are you still nervous? No, I just feel annoying. I feel, like, cautious. I don't feel as, like... I understand. I understand. Okay. Uh, Dad, should I be afraid of aliens? Yes. Oh, okay. How come? Because they kidnap little kids... They take them up into space and do all kinds of weird shit to them. They put them on this thing that they used back in the 1100s where they put them on a table. They chained all their limbs. And they crank and stretch each leg and arm out until they break. And then they, your arms and legs fall off of the torso. Then you bleed to death. What? And they see how long it takes to bleed to death. And then they, then they put it back together and they bring you back to earth. Yeah, you should be afraid of them. That's what, what? they do. Where did you see that? On a TV show. Well, to be honest though, Dad, it sounds like the exact same thing that could happen to me just if a regular human kidnapped me. That's true too. Yeah. So and you, you should be afraid. You should be cautious about that too. Okay. Well, have you ever seen an alien? I am an alien. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I have actually. You have seen an alien? Yeah. Where did you see an uh, alien? Um, in a movie called Independence Day. Oh, so you haven't seen an alien in real life? I might have. They, they could be walking amongst us. Do you think? I wouldn't even know it. Do you think that you could be an alien? Do you ever wonder? I sometimes wonder. Yeah, I sometimes wonder if I'm an alien, and I just don't know. That's a possibility. Yeah. Do you do you believe in ghosts? Yes, I do. I do. Have you seen a ghost? Uh, yes, I have. So you were the one that told me that my mom and yours house was haunted. Yes. I want you to retell this story. Do you remember what I said in the car the day that you told me that you guys, there was our house was haunted? Do I remember what you said when I told you that? Yeah. Do you remember why you told me? No, I don't. So I said to you, why did the guy that was our roommate move out? You, you said that? Yeah. Because for a while, I always thought that we just had a roommate that lived with us. Well, Earl lived with us for a while. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh. Oh. The, the, creepiest, <laughs> the, 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 the creepiest thing about the whole deal I mean, there was some really creepy stuff going on. You know what I mean? Will you, will you tell? Will you talk about it? Um, Wait, our house was haunted. What happened? Yeah, yeah. boy, I wish I could corroborate this with your mom because she probably has a better memory of it. What was the first time you saw? You knew that there was a ghost. Well, now we're getting into a situation that. You know, th this is how I remember it, but your mom could be, you could ask your mom about it. Um, 
your, your mom started feeling something behind her, like an energy behind her, and she would turn around and nobody was there, right? And that was happening for a while. Okay. Um, we would hear footsteps up and down, going up and down the stairs, you know. There's a lot of times when uh, we would hear somebody in the kitchen, and I would go down and I'd put you and your mom in the bathroom and close the door, and I would go down with a little knife, <laughs> like I would do something. Uh, stuff a like a little knife. Where yeah, did you get the little knife from? I think I had it up there. Oh. The weirdest thing, you were about two years old, and you would look up the stairs and start talking to somebody. A little kid, you know, a little baby. Hi. And just it, that, that was weird. It's very weird. I would just wave. Yeah. And then uh, I, be I believe we were having uh, Chinese food and, and the bags were on the floor in the basement and they moved or something like that. And um, by themselves. You know. At what point did you decide that? it was the house was haunted. Was it when the bags moved or was it like when you heard people on the stairs? It was a culmination of events that happened. We had a uh, intercom system so we could hear your room if you needed to cry or something. Or if you were crying, we'd go up or, you know, your mom or I would go up and see what's going on. I like that you said that if you needed to cry, I'm like, I probably needed to cry all the time if I was seeing a ghost. I remember having, look, I, I, it's, it was a long time ago. It was like 35 years, th 33 years ago. And so it's, it, uh, there are bits and pieces of memory you remember. But I do remember your mom was having a dinner party or, and we were all ending up in the basement. And uh, we were able to hear your uh, intercom from the basement with all these guests. And... Uh, we heard an infant crying over the uh, intercom, right? Like a baby baby, like an infant, you know, a couple days old. But you were like two or a year and a half. And then the mobile started playing, but it was the wrong song. And then we heard footsteps coming down through the intercom down the stairs, right? And that's two, two floors up. And everybody heard it. and Everybody freaked out. I believe, if I remember correctly, and left. Because we had been talking about it during dinner, and people were going, ah, oh, that's bullshit and all that stuff. So anyway, it got so bad to the point where I think I had a conversation with your mom about what, we can't call the cops. We can't do anything. I mean, what are they going to do? So we found out, we found this, uh, a couple of, uh, I guess you would say, ghost hunters, you know, it was a different term back then, like mediums or whatever. We had two groups or two or three groups come in, and they did mention that the same areas of the house were really haunted. Yeah. What areas were they? Part of the stairs, I think the bathroom. Did your mom ever tell you about the seance we had? Yeah, so I know a lot of stuff. I'm letting you tell your side first. Oh, great, man. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're you're doing well. But, I hear... uh, yeah, but the thing is, here's the deal: if you interject, okay, it's easier. Uh, th then it'll trigger my memory. You know what I mean? Okay, so this is what she told me. You okay? So you actually told me a lot of this stuff back in the day, 
when we were in the car, I remember where we were going. We were going to a church, not to church, but there was like somebody playing. One of your friends was playing at a church. Uh huh. I don't know if you were visiting Toronto or I must have been nine that it must have been before you left. But I remember us driving and I asked about the roommate and you said, listen, I got to tell you something. Our house was haunted. And I remember thinking that and being like, whoa. And I wasn't scared. I felt solemn. And I went home and I told my mom that you told me. And then she was like, oh, he told you. Like, she wasn't mad. It was like, oh, like the day that like the kid finds out that Santa isn't real. She's like, oh, okay. He told you. She wasn't mad? She wasn't mad. No. Wow. Yeah. Um, And so I think that it's important that you have those parents that there's the one parent that is like the more treats the kid like the adult that kind of like doesn't have the filter because those are the things that if you protect the child too much and don't tell them these things till they're older, then it's like, I don't know, you're just sheltered. You know, I remember finding that out and being like, oh, I shouldn't know that, but this is really cool. Now my imagination runs wild and I believe in all this other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like you were more of that, uh, like that story makes me, I don't know, think that that's a good balance to have. Yeah. Um, anyways, your gums in your mouth, your gums in your mouth. So I'm just going to ask you to take that out. No, I don't. I I, I really, no, no, I don't. Oh, oh, you're just chewing. Okay. Um, so you told me that between the the story between you and her is that this guy, there was a ghost in the house and you knew it because I was talking to the walls and saying, mommy, a man, mommy, a man and talking. And then, uh, the thing about the dinner party was that you guys heard somebody walking upstairs and then all the women were like, our our purses our purses and you guys were like there's no one there dad are you sure you don't have gum in your mouth yeah positive but wait you're sitting there going like (laughs) wait you're sitting there going like this (laughs) i don't have gum in my mouth i i don't okay um so 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 here's the deal like your mom just gave you so much more detailed information than i could give you right mm mm-hmm it's just the way it is. So yeah, there, there are things that, yeah, keep going. Okay. And then, uh, cause I was going to say the thing about the, the baby and the monitor is my beef with that a little bit is because like the baby monitor, the intercom, those can come into range with the next door neighbors. You hear that a lot. Yep. So you would be able to hear like Fred's, and his wife yes. next door, right? So that could be a thing. But I think that it was that they heard... Wait, 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 wait slow down. You got <laughs> you to remember, this is 1986. Okay. okay. There was no internet and there was no Wi-Fi. That it's, it was all hardwired. There was nothing, no signal coming through the air back then. Okay. We were still driving, you know, we had cars... But we had to drive them. We have cars. And- <laughs> but we had to drive them. But I think that's what I'm saying. The baby monitors. I don't know. I, I believe it. But I'm just saying that's the only but, thing but as what, a listener they could argue. No, no, I, I, of course. But, but what was uh, the whole setup, the whole evening and 
the whole dinner conversation uh, was about this topic, this ghost, these these phenomenon going on in the house, right? So uh, did your mom tell you about the seance? Yes, but let me take you step by step till we get there, okay? Thank Just, you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. I heard that you guys heard the front door open, shut, and then someone walking. You guys were in the basement. And d- during d- during the dinner party? Yeah, during the dinner party. During the dinner, we had talked about it, and everybody, you know, so it was it was a topic that was already discussed that night. So when we went downstairs to the basement and we heard those noises, everybody was like, holy shit. After talking about it for an hour or two, and then it actually happening and these people witnessing it, they freaked out a little bit and they left. For sure. So the other thing she said was there was a back door that you guys didn't have a key to. Right. And then one day you guys heard it open and shut. Right. Yeah. I remember. Uh, Is that true? Did you have a back door? Yes. Yeah. But God, it's another thing I remember. Countless times. I, your grandmother was involved. Really? It got so crazy that it was like, go to your mom's house, take the baby and go to your mom's house. You know what I mean? It was like that. It was serious. It was intense. What What would make you, like what would happen that you'd be like, go to your mom's house? You just didn't feel safe. You know, you just didn't feel safe. It was scary at times. Um, moving boxes and stuff, and I was cleaning out the uh, the basement, and you had a uh, a stroller that was folded in the stairs down in the stairs, like from the kitchen, you would walk down into the basement, right? And the stroller was was in the basement or halfway between the basement and that entrance from the mm-hmm. kitchen into the basement. Your mom was upstairs with uh, Gage and your grandmother, and I walked down there to get some stuff, and the stroller was moved to the entrance of the basement, you know, from the kitchen. So it was moved up the stairs and blocked me from getting out, like it was horizontally just there. And I remember... uh, calling your mom and go, did you move this? She mm. said, no. She said, no. So that kind of creeped me out. But then they went to the new place on Waverly. And I was there, by the, I was there in the house by myself cleaning the floor and shit, stuff, right? And I'm here now. I don't know if this is just my imagination or whatever, but I'm cleaning and trying to, you know, just make it look good for whoever bought it. For whatever reason, it had to be cleaned. The moving was a mess, and I was, you know, cleaning, and I was by myself in that house, and it was at nighttime, and I was cool. And all of a sudden, I just felt this thing next to my back and this presence, and I grabbed the bucket, I ran the hell out of there, man. Oh my god! <laughs> I did. And I went. To, <laughs> then I went. To, and I went to Waverly and told your mom. Um, this this is, you know, 
when you're experiencing something, there's it, it, just no way of putting it into words. When you, when you emotionally experience some, something viscerally just so powerful or so scary or whatever, you can talk about it, but until you're in that situation, you can't describe it. It's just a helpless feeling, but it's also, uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's baffling, and and there are no authorities to take care of the problem. You know what I mean? So you you got you got to, um, and I do be- believe I did have a conversation with your mom. Like, who are we going to call the cop? Yeah. yeah, cop. What are the cops yeah. going to do? Yeah. So we went through the yellow pages, and and uh, she found some people to come over and then we found another group of people to come over. I think there were two or three and uh, they walked through the house and with some device, I think, I don't know. And uh, both independently said, yes, this, this is haunted. This isn't is bad. This is really bad. And then there was something to do. Oh, during, during uh, in the living room, you know what? I can't talk about this right now. Got to stop. Did you get scared? I'm just I'm just getting a feeling to stop talking about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why? Well, then can I talk about it? Can I finish it? Yeah, I just can't talk about it. Like I've been blocked from talking about it. So, okay, well, I'll finish the psychic story in a minute, but there was another my mom said there was another story where under the stairs you guys thought like this whole time there was never a light under the stairs. And then the day you were right, moving, you opened right. the door and there was a light. Right. One other thing I story I need to tell you before I tell you the result of what the psychic said is my mom tells me a story that one night you guys were fighting. Uh-huh. It was dark and yeah. you guys like were in a tiff in the bedroom and uh-huh. I don't know. And then she said that she saw a glowing thing behind you like come and rest on your shoulder, like basically like a hand coming onto your shoulder and she didn't say yeah. anything and she saw it and you went, what the fuck just touched me? And you freaked out. Well, actually I remember that you do? vividly and yeah. And I, I think she did tell me after I think and she said it was him. You guys had the psychics come and they did a reading first and you and my mom were in the midst of like you were going to break up or you were fighting and you were going to break up at that point. Uh, 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 yeah, things weren't good. Yeah. Because I discovered through this podcast that you guys did break up at one point then got back together, which I did not know. You told me that. And then I had to verify that with my mom. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that was the time when, yeah, you guys were breaking up and they did a seance and my mom's dad came through and said, and the psychic said, Karen, your father saying, don't separate from Bobby. Right. And you, my mom hadn't told anybody that. That's exactly right. And not only that. And then. Go ahead. Yep. No, no, go on. Not only that, what? If I remember correctly, there were two or three different psychic societies going to that house to do this uh, seance or try to contact this entity 
to get it out of the house, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, um, there was this one woman that did, I don't know what it's called. You go into a trance and she starts writing what what the entity is saying Mm -hmm. on paper. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when your your grandfather came through, you know? Mm -hmm. Also... Uh, that front living room, all the doors, I mean, all the windows were painted. The sills were painted over. In other words, there was no air could ever come through there. And it was a big problem because we couldn't get air into the house during the summertime. And, and, uh, so it was airtight. It was airtight. So we're all in the living room uh, upstairs on the hardwood floor in a circle with candles all around us completely still right and if i rem- when i say if i remember correctly i'm qualifying saying i don't know for sure but i'm 80% sure and if i could corroborate the story with your mom we, we could nail it down between us but that's not going to happen so when when the person that was in the trance Ask this entity to come down and leave, you know, leave the house. As she was saying that, the all the candles started flickering like there was some kind of wind or... And I know people are going to go, oh, it was the air conditioning, it was this, it was that, it could have been this. Of course it could have been. Any, You could throw any kind of doubt on anything. You know what I mean? I mean... There, there could be an explanation for everything that is mysterious. You know what I mean? I mean, there are people that believe that the planet is 4,000 years old, mm-hmm. you know, and, and made in seven days. <laughs> but science tells us it's, it's, it's hundreds of millions mm-hmm. of years old, right? So, yeah. So, uh, you got to go with your intuition. And I always believe this to be true. In about 100 to 200 years, science and spirituality are going to join, and they'll, they'll be able to prove. I'm just going to go on a riff on this. I'm just from the okay. top. Of- the, only thing I, the only thing is you left everybody on the edge of their seat. You said that the candles were moving. What was the end of the story? The end of the story is this. First of all, we've left out a very important detail. What? They lived three doors down from a graveyard. Right. That is key to this story. It's always better to get collaboration on something. Um, But apparently through the seance, we got the name of the person that was in in the house. Do you remember his name? Fernando something. It was a Spanish name. Ferdinand. 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 Okay. And they went back and looked at who lived in that house. And there was a Ferdinand. uh, Yes. You know. He was basically on the plane before you go to heaven. For our listeners who are like, oh, please. I'm like, yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm not religious. Like, I don't know what happens after we die, which is why I'm like Mm -hmm. the most anxious person. But it turned out that he was on the last plane and he needed forgiveness from my mom because he used to beat and throw his daughter down the stairs of that house. And he wanted my mom's forgiveness 
in order to be able right. to move on. And my yeah. mom said, no, I'm not forgiving him for that. And the psychic said, well, then he's going to stick what? around. You know, yeah. What? Yeah. She's, yeah. Of course she wouldn't forgive him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> she's a Scorpio. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's coming from my dad's. <laughs> coming from my dad. My mom's like, I'm not going to forgive him. And you're like, yeah, she's not going to fucking forgive him. She hasn't forgave me yet. <laughs> And but then when he said when she said that he stuck around, she said, "Okay, fine, I'll forgive him." I think it's very strange that you and my mom lived in a haunted house because you guys met through death. I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but both of your parents had died, and that's what you bonded over. Right. And I think that you two were each other's crutches to get through that. And you weren't meant to be together, but you were meant to need each other and be able to help each other at that time. And how weird is it that you met through death and then you moved into a haunted house? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of answers in ancient teachings, you know. Um, also, uh, you should also uh, Google the Majestic 12 because in 1954, uh, 1947, uh, when Roswell happened, there was a lot of sightings everywhere. And actually, the guy that coined flying saucers, he coined this. I just saw nine flying saucers, you know. But there was a, a, a huge fleet of them flying over the Capitol. And they scrambled jets and all that stuff. And um, Truman decided to go, what the hell is this? And brought together a group of 12 highly qualified individuals, top, top secret, right? Mm -hmm. And it's called the Majestic 12. And then when, when Eisenhower was uh, in office, he went to Palm Springs and he disappeared for two days. They didn't know where he was. And uh, there's documentation that he actually went and saw these things. You know, actual Damn. top secret, a lot of this stuff is coming out redacted, but it, they got to release it because of the the uh, Informations Act, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, this podcast had no. Uh, it's pretty lame, actually. We had no. Well, I was being really patient and polite because you got to talk about your passion too. Talking about this passion, I'll tell you wait. what. <clears throat> wait, wait, Dad. I don't have yeah. much time left. I have to keep this in line because I can't skip my appointment. And I just listened to the last episode where I missed my oh. COVID test because we were like going all over the place. And so I can't, I, ha I hate being controlling you because you call me controlling a lot, but I just have to like also stick to a schedule. No, 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 no. Those are, those are obligations. I have a critique about your podcast. Oh, what is it? Your intros are too long. You got to be. You should actually write a script to introduce the the uh, podcast. How did you listen to it? I don't know which one I listened to. I listened to one randomly, and you went. It was just way too long before it actually started. Okay. You know, just we can just start. You don't have to explain the. Do you? You're really uh, good. Yeah, you, I, you're a really good writer. I, I would just edit it down because you don't want to lose them before it starts. I mean, if okay. I if I had heard that from a stranger, 
on a podcast, I had to change the uh -huh. channel because it was going on and on and on. Just make it short and sweet and in and out, you know. And you're good at that. Yeah, but you also like don't listen. Like you couldn't even listen to my last podcast. So maybe it's just me. Attention span right now is really low. You know. Okay. 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 I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, we were just saying goodbye, but then you you told me that. <sighs> I know, but what did I just say? I forgot. You just said that. Oh, you forgot what we were talking about. Yeah, we have a low attention span. You just said. You don't get it. <laughs> okay, was that as bad as I thought it was? Was that as awkward as I thought it was? You can be honest, but please don't be honest. Okay, no, be honest, but I'm still a little bit in my rut, so I don't know if I can handle it. But yeah, we got through it. We, I think we got comfortable with each other until the end when he said, your intros are boring. I know he didn't say boring, but that's what I heard. Your intros are long. I heard your intros are boring. And then he got me in the gut with that. And it's lingered in my head ever since. But I let my dad go on this episode. I know it was unfocused. It was a little bit all over the map, but that is because I was a scaredy cat and I didn't want to be a bossy dictator. And, you know, I do like to give you more of an insight into Bobby's world and what uh, he loves to talk about. I just wanted my dad to, you know, have a good time instead of uh, doing what I want to do. And a good time for him is talking about aliens. And sure, I did everything on this episode but teach him how to be a father, but maybe I learned how to be a more supportive daughter. It's weird when you realize that you are a product of your parents and that like the insecurity that I felt, he was probably feeling too. And it's like, okay, now we are both in a rut and this is not entertaining content. We need to get off the air. But I try to keep this as real as possible. So do you believe in ghosts? Did we convince you? Have you skeptics now maybe thought, ooh, ooh, I'm a little scared to be home alone or no? Are you like, you guys are fucking nuts. If you live in Toronto and you want to know where the house is, DM us on Dad on Instagram and I'll give you the address. It's in the beaches. Just a little clue. You can go there and figure it out for yourself. For today's Bobby bit, uh, this... This is a part of the episode that I took out. This is a moment where he burst into a random thought. And, you know, as you saw, he was in his deep spiritual mode. And this was a part of it. Here's the deal. We come into this life. It's just one big mystery. Everything is. People that believe in faith, you know, or have got faith, it's all completely a mystery. Nobody knows anything 100%, not even consciousness. I mean, you know, can you remember everything you did three days ago? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely can remember that. Oh, you have a really good memory, but um, I don't. I know. 